Turn with me now to our scripture text. Will be from Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, and we're going to read subsequently Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Please stand as we read God's word. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now turn with me to Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your word. We thank you for your law that is perfect, and that helps us to understand who you are and helps us to live before you and glorify your name. And we ask now that you give us attentive hearts to see these truths and, and grow in our faith uh, for your name's sakes. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Please be seated. question that we often ask when we, when we meet someone is, what's your name? Right? It's, it's often the first or one of the first questions that we ask, and it's an important question. If you bump into that someone again, you can identify him. You know his name, and you call him, can call him out. We see that often in, in old movies that a guy meets a woman and, and maybe they dance together, they have a, a, a good time, and um, what's crucial is the point when, when he asks her for her name. That's a vital step in, in, in a relationship. And, and some movies build on that idea, and, and, and some women, they, they walk away without giving him the name. And he's already madly in love, but he, he doesn't know her name, and, and so it creates this interesting conundrum um, throughout that movie. If you, if you get the name of a, of a girl, you, you made something right. You did something right. Names, names are important. You learn uh, somebody's name and you realize there's, there's more behind that name. There's a story behind that name. We often call or, or give our children names after great theologians or biblical figures or athletes or presidents. There's often a story behind it. But, but sometimes there's not. Sometimes we just give names um, because they sound good to us. That's what, what we did, and I think there's nothing wrong about it. But in the Old Testament, names, names were pregnant with meaning. We have Abram, who... Changed, who got his name changed to Abraham, Jacob, and to Israel, and all, all um, sorts of name changes. Today we 
we hear family names and we, we know already where to, um, how to categorize them. If you, if you hear the name Shoemaker or Schumacher, you don't have to uh, be very creative to, to know where does that name come from and what did the, the um, older generations do for their living. And we, we have names like Van der Linden or Van der Vaart and, and you know exactly um, where they come from or Smith, and etc. All that to say that, that names are important. Names convey something. And if you give someone your name, you give something of yourself. And, and that gives us an idea about that commandment already. We start to understand why this commandment is, is included in the ten words, in the ten commandments. And, and yet we still might ask, what is... What is the weightiness of that commandment? We look at the first two and we understand they are pretty obvious. The first commandment says, you shall not have any other gods before me. Only God, the true and living God. That is a pretty foundational commandment, pretty obvious. The second is speaking of the way we worship God. Not to make images, whether material or mental. And end up worshiping God according to, to our ways as opposed to God's ways. Again, pretty, pretty straightforward and understandable and, and important commandment. But we come to the third and we, we may think things are getting a, a little lighter in the third commandment. Still important, but not as a serious offense as the other two. But, as, uh, uh, but if we think that, we would be very very wrong. So what is so serious about taking God's name, the, the, the Lord's name in vain? To get a better understanding, we need to, to, look, to look at a, a couple of passages. And, and if you want, we'll turn with me to Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. This is where the Lord is speaking to Moses. He, he appears to Moses in the burning bush and then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Here again, we have this crucial and important question. Who is he? What is his name? And God said to Moses in verse 14, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, that is his, his divine name, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered through all generations. We have here the, the, the event where God, Yahweh, the I am, appears to Moses and says, this is who I am. This is my name. And we, we have here God in, in, in burn, the burning bush and, and, and demonstrating God's independence, God's self-existence. There's, there's an inseparable connection, you see, between his name and who he is. 
the name reveals who God is. If you turn to Exodus chapter 33, there's another occasion that's after the Ten Commandments and after the golden calf, beginning at verse 18. Moses, who already heard God's name, he said to God, please, please show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim before you my name, the Lord, Yahweh. And I will be gracious to you, to, to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy and who, to, on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for man shall not see me and live. Moses is asking to, to see God's glory and, and, and God is saying, I will tell you my name. You see the, 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 the close connection. Moses is say, say, said, I want to see you. I, I, I know your name. I want to see your glory. And God tells him, I'm going to tell you my name. And if you look at chapter 34, verse 6, there he, he passed before him and he proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So again, his glory passes by when he speaks his name. All these attributes connected to his name, the Lord Yahweh. The Lord merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. All included in this very name of God. You could say God's name is the sum of his person, identity and character. All that God is is summed up in his name. Edmund Clowney, he, he put it this way, God is present in his name. His, his very presence is in his name. It, it is not just a label attached to a person. The, the whole person comes to bear when you hear the name. And isn't that true even in, in our lives when you The hear the name of your husband or your wife or, or your sibling or, 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 or child. And you listen if somebody mentions that name. And you listen what they, what they say about that, that name. And if you haven't seen your spouse in a while and somebody says that name, a whole bunch of emotion, experience and, and knowledge fill up that very name. And you wouldn't let any, anyone ridicule that name, would you? You wouldn't just stand by and listen if somebody would drag that, that name through the mud. You wouldn't just say, It's, those are just words, that's just a name. No, that's, that's a person that is standing behind that name. That is, that is a person and that is a person that you love and that you care about. 
We see that very vividly among God-fearing Jews who, who don't dare to speak out the name of the Lord aloud. It's not what the Bible teaches, but there's a sentiment behind it that, that is admirable. They have such an awe and reverence before the name of the Lord that they would not speak it out loud, Yahweh. You would never hear a Jew saying that name. And we read in Scripture all over the place about the name of the Lord. So many times the Psalms speak of the name. Psalm, 1, Psalm 8 verse 1, Our Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How majestic is your name in all the earth. Proverbs 18 verse 10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. You claim the name of the Lord. Psalm 135 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, O servants of the Lord. During the ancient times when a, when a king made a covenant with a lesser king, um, and the lesser king was being attacked by a different nation or tribe, he would run out and, 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 and cry out the name of the higher king. And the, the nation who would attack that, that tribe or nation or, or the tribe or nation of the lesser king would know he has the authority and the might of the higher king standing behind him. If we call upon the name of the Lord as his, his people, we can call upon the name of the Lord as his people. Do you see, do you see the weightiness of using the Lord's name in vain? Vain, which means empty or nothing or for no good purpose. How many people today, and we see that everywhere, use God's name and take the name of the Lord upon their lips without even thinking about him? not knowing who he is, or, or, or worse, using the name for their advantage. I, I'm sure you heard stories about young men. I don't know why I keep coming back to that topic. I'm already married. Um, but young men going to young women, telling them that, that the Lord has told them that they should marry him. The Lord has told me I should marry you. I remember one story where the... the the woman was witty enough to say, well, he forgot to tell me. <laughs> but this is using God's name for your own benefit, for your advantage. And this is taking God's name in vain. And, and there's authority that comes with God's name. Some use it to make just an explanation, exclamation. Or use it too casual. I remember having many arguments with my siblings that I couldn't solve. And what do you do as a child when you don't get your will? And you go, you go to your father and you tell him about this, uh, this incident. And he sends you back and he, he tells you, go tell them to do this and that. And tell them, daddy said so. 
this has authority. Now you can go and you can, you can tell your sibling, open the door because daddy said so. And that opens doors, doesn't it? And so often we, we, we see that in this world. False prophets and preachers using the, 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 the name of God for the benefit, for the profit. And, and we have this example in Matthew 7 where, where they would come to Jesus and say, Lord, Lord, did we not in your name prophesy and did good things and, and cast out demons? And he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Using God's name is, in vain is a, is a serious sin. Some use it to make, as I said, exclamation or just very casual. I, I remember spending a day with, with a person who kept saying over and over again, praise God, praise God, praise God. And I know that is, I can't judge the heart of, of a man, but I, I, it's hard for me to believe that someone is that pious and, and says, Praise God for a table at a restaurant. Praise God for a green light. Praise God for, for a parking spot. That is, I believe, taking God's name too casual. Do you really think about God's greatness, his, his majesty, his glory, when you take his name upon your lips? And, and I don't suggest that we should never say that. That's, that's not what I'm saying. We need to be more, more careful. We need to be more intentional about uttering God's holy name. There are many ways in which we can transgress this law. And, and if you feel inspired, there's a whole list in the larger uh, Westminster Larger Catechism. A whole list what we ought not to do with that commandment. But with every law, there's, there's a positive aspect. The, f- the first commandment says, you shall not have any other gods before me. But the, 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 the commandment is to have the only true and living God before you. The second commandment forbids to, to worship God your way. But it commands you to worship God according, to it, according his way. Not, not according to imagination, but revelation as we looked at it last time. The third tells you not to misuse his name. But what should we do instead? What does it command us? Now, if you think about the first petition in the Lord's Prayer, what does it say? Should we, like Jews, not ever, uh, never utter God's name? Never take his name upon our lips. No, it says in the first petition, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is the duty as, as, as Christians. We must speak of his excellencies. We must give him what is due to him with our, with our whole being. We must adore him and, and bring glory to his name. We need to acknowledge that he is God, the creator of heaven and earth, and and we need to glorify him for exactly that. 
Of course, Jesus, he did so perfectly. He always glorified God's name. He, he said himself in, in, in John 17, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me. I have manifested your name that in, in everything that he said or thought or in the way he acted, he, he glorified his father's name. And Jesus, he did not only fulfill the commandment, he did transform them for us. So now we not only give glory to God for who he is, but for what he has done through his son. We not only call upon the name of God, we call upon the name of the Lord, our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and you see, Jesus Christ, he bears the same name as, as God does. In the New Testament, when he was standing before the crowd and the Pharisees and they challenged him, you remember what he said? He said, before Abraham was, I am. I am. He's, he's claiming the name, the, 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 the very same name that God is carrying, bearing. He is the Lord and, he, and, and, and glorifying his name is, is our goal. Glorifying his name is, is the goal of the Father. He, he had this very intention from the beginning as we read in, in Philippians. God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. That is, that is our duty as, as Christians. You see, as Christians we... we identify with our Lord and Savior, Christ, Jesus Christ. There's a reason why we are called Christian. There's a reason why you are called and why I, I, I am called a Christian. And that is to act and think and speak as it is befitting to those who are called by the holy name of Jesus Christ. If you want to know what it means to glorify his name, then it's in all that we do, in all that we think, in all that we say. How do you speak about God? How do you, how do you act in your daily, in daily living? How do, you, how do you dress? How do you pray? Is your prayer filled with adoration? You see, we are not worshipping the true God unless we are worshipping him as the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give him what is due to him. Due to him for the redemption that we have in Jesus Christ. We are called Christian for a reason. And we should, we should glorify God's name. We must glorify God and Jesus. The, the third commandment exhorts us, commands us to do so. For what he has done in his suffering, death and, and resurrection, 
it is only proper and right that we do so. So the prayer and, 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 and the third commandment is, is exhorting us and, and there's good reason for us to call upon God's name. Philippians tells us that there are two ways. Either you, you call upon his name now or there will be a day where every knee will bow, whether you want or not. And so let us lift high the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us adore God's name for what he has done, for, for who he is and how he sustains us day in and day out. And when we hear the name of the Lord, that, that all the emotions, all the knowledge, all the experience that comes to bear is, is full of love. We, we care about the name of the Lord because we love the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us, let us do so with grateful hearts. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father and, and gracious God, we thank you that you have revealed your name to us, that we can know who you are, that you are the I am, the, the great God creator who upholds every living being in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Father, we, we know you because you have revealed yourself in scripture and you have re revealed yourself in your son, Jesus Christ. We ask now that you help us to uplift, lift up your name, that we glorify your name in, in all that we do, say, or think. As we get up in the morning, that we adore you, that we glorify you, that we praise you in our prayers. Father, we know that people who do, who do not know you use your name in vain, but let us give us the grace that we will not follow this example, but that we will be a light, a beacon of light here in this world, and that the unbelievers who read us, who, who observe us, will see our lives that glorify your name, and that we, we enjoy doing so, and that we will bring, um, uh, will testify to, to your name and what you have done in our lives, and the power of, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we pray Father, that you, that you bless, bless this and that you bless our lives as we try to glorify you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.